We got, we're drinking already, aren't we? <laughs> no. Put it down. They're like, this is a recovered addict podcast. They're drinking. <laughs> no, we got coffee. some coffee. Yeah. We're kind of addicted to caffeine, I would say. Absolutely. I am. I'm addicted to coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, every morning. I know that. Seven I, days a week. I have up where of oh, uh, 30, 36 ounces of coffee a day. A day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a that's, lot. That's, that's probably, some people are addicted to like Cokes or energy drinks or, mm-hmm. but at least coffee's probably the best for you out of it all. You know, I used to do piles of cocaine. Yeah. So this is kind of mellow. I would prefer is, I would prefer the coffee. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, so I'm such a stickler and, and I'm so cheap. You're like Scar. I just I pictured Scarface when you said that. I had it done. He's like, welcome to my little friend. He's got that big pound. He's like, oh. He's got and all over his face. Yeah, don't, don't judge me for doing coffee. Trust me. <laughs> this is, this on is the, a step up. This is on the low scale. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's like every meeting you go to is coffee. Totally. Uh, 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 I used to have it built into my monthly budget. I was spending $114 a month on Red Bull. Oh, yeah, I would of course. Have yeah. three energy yeah. drinks a day when I first sobered up. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, whatever, looking yeah. for something. a little buzz, a little high, something. something. And actually living with my brother here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he helped me tremendously. Basically, he just shamed me into coffee drinking. He was like, don't you know, this can is $4. This can will last you a week. And I, oh, had, a, yeah. I had a daughter on the way, and it was time to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he taught me what it is to be a little frugal around money decisions. Yeah, I think coffee in and of itself is not bad for you. And they've also said that there's a lot of health benefits like like for, for men, especially like prostate cancer totally. and stuff like yeah. that, that the they're vaso, already finding. Vasodilation. I mean, you're just taking a bean and then pouring hot water on it and then drinking it, unless you put stuff in it, but I don't. Mm-mm. I just mm-hmm. have my coffee like I like my women. <laughs> Thick, black, and <laughs> what else would we use? What other words? Yeah. Uh, strong. Yeah, strong. Bold. Yeah, yeah bold. Yeah, all, all of the above. Awesome. So today we want to get into talking about drinking, talking about cocaine, talking about um, whatever pornography, whatever addiction you have. This show's about all addictions because mm-hmm. it's all the same. It's just your cup of tea, whatever your neurotic brain decides to pick on. Correct. Gambling or whatever. We want to talk about the holidays. And you were, we were at the gym and you were sharing with me, um, Dwayne, about going to your family. And you have to go to two different families. You're going to your dad's house, and then you're going to your grandma's house, right? Correct. And in between there, we're going to go to my partner's house as yes. well. So yeah, we're going yeah. to three different. We do yeah. the ping pong And there's round. a proposal there, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All rolled up at one. Because <laughs> your brother uh, proposed, too. Correct, yeah. yeah. And you're going to see your brother. Yeah, I'm going to see family that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. So which there's is, a lot of yeah. excitement and energy built into these to these family visits. So what happens whenever an addict gets excited and there's going to be a family party? What usually happens when that emotional regulation goes to the excited side? Yeah, I think that meter starts pegging. This is such a good topic to hit right now, Jay, heading into heading into the holidays. And part of my inability to regulate emotions or even recognize emotions. I don't, if I'm still in active addiction, I don't have a lot of experience saying, oh, that's excitement. Oh, that's um, fear. Oh, that's worry. I'm not in very close uh, communication 
with myself, and I don't really know how to regulate my emotions, especially going home. They say, they say, uh, why do why do family members press your buttons? Mm. Well, because they installed them. Yes. <laughs> going home can be a very difficult thing, especially during the holiday season, especially um, when I'm basically I'm getting reemerged to my old playground. Right. It's like for a lot of people, this is who I party with. This is who taught me how to partake in some of my unconscious behavior. I don't want to play the victim and say it's their fault, but I did have role models and I did have examples. And sometimes for a lot of us, our family was not a very good example. Right, yeah. Let's pause right there and, and stay here for a little bit before we move on to the how. Because Dwayne 1.0, mm -hmm. the 21-year-old Dwayne 1.0, with the friends, with the partying, with the cocaine, with the alcohol. What makes you begin to think about relapsing when you step into that 1.0 environment again? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like you're going backwards in the past because your thought process has to start somewhere to go back to Dwayne 1.0. Very good. Like to get from where Dwayne's doing cocaine and alcohol after he visits his grandma's house because there's another party that he's going to go to that has friends from, you know, back in the day, what leads to, what leads to you being Dwayne 1.0 instead of being Dwayne 5.0 that's recovered from addiction and has transcended that. Yeah. Has transcended way. that. So how do we get into understanding? Cause I think that's really important. And this is the beginning stage of seeing the old you. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Some of this um, can just simply be categorized as, as fear of missing out. Like mm, FMO. Yes, I have, yeah. Oh, I have fear right. of missing out. Look at how much fun mm -hmm. they're having. Look at how they're enjoying themselves with this bourbon and eggnog. Did you know I never had bourbon and eggnog? That looks so good. I could probably, it would be fine this time. This time it will it will affect me differently. And so some of it is just the fear of missing out. But I have to be honest with myself. I have to clearly analyze the situation. I have to clearly analyze these thoughts. And I have to be really, really get get down to um the nitty-gritty and and be honest with who I am and how I behave because it was never different for me. Mm, I yes. never said, yeah, let's mix that with eggnog. Yeah. I said, no, flip it upside down. Let's snort it. Yeah. I, we used to snort the alcohol. Boom. Right to your brain. If any of you are planning on relapsing this holiday season, I suggest that you try this <laughs> <laughs> because it'll get you back into recovery quickly. <laughs> you used to flip the shot glass upside down and you know, there's a little rim down there. Right. And we used to hover over it. And snort the alcohol straight to the brain. I wanted wet brain. I was like, game for it. Let's go. And it burned, right? Oh my God. You used to have to have a wooden spoon or a, 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 a towel to bite on because it burned so bad, it was going to send shivers down your spine. We called them Chili Willies. <laughs> that was my nickname. My nickname was Chili, Chili Willie. Like you can handle this. Those, if so. I tell you anything else about my drinking, this qualifies me for every 12 step program there is. <laughs> that's so hilarious however that's how i drink that's how i party 
Chili Willie's here. So I have to be pretty honest with who's showing up to the party. It's not going to be different for me. I don't possess an off switch. Once I start, I cannot stop. So the only solution for me, the only successful strategy for me heading into the family, heading back into the old playground where I used to mess around, is absolute abstinence. I cannot go there. It's just a no for me. So, okay. So absolute absence, get that, got that, that makes sense. And then some of the other stuff that you you posed the question, Jay, how do you get there? So how do you get back to 1.0? Yeah, I want to reverse another, engineer another, it. Yes, so reverse engineer it. Another well, part I'm of doing that shots is like- I'm resting on my laurels. Mm-hmm. So if I have had success, I've sobered up. I got a job. Oh, I got a girlfriend. Actually, I'm bringing my girlfriend to Christmas. My life is looking pretty good. I've taken a shower. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's shiny. He's clean. I'm successful. I'm doing good now. It's like Caesar, who had his crown of laurels. Basically, a laurel is just a success. Mm-hmm. And if I rest on my successes, I'm heading for trouble. I need to be actively doing something each day mm, yes. to make sure that I'm in fit condition to enter any situation that may arise, especially being around other people drinking during the holiday. So that requires me taking action daily, to be connected to God, to be connected to a support group, to be connected to a mentor, to have outlets, to have tools, to have resources. So the way that you digress back to 1.0 is to stop doing those things. I said, oh, I got it. Oh, I'm successful. I, I licked it. I licked it in the butt. This, this problem is not a problem for me anymore. It's good. The moment that I engage in that hubris, mm-hmm. I'm headed for trouble. Yeah, I always pictured the story in the Bible where Peter was, um, he got so excited with his emotions that he jumped out of the boat and started walking on the water with Jesus. He also walked on the water. (laughs) Then all of a sudden he began to look around Mm -hmm. and see the storm and began to fall. Like he began to actually start to drown. Yeah. And then Jesus had to come and help him and pull him out. And I was thinking of that when you said that, I was thinking of that story. Like when we get off of what made us successful, the, the little steps, like you said, yeah. the, the going to the meeting, to have a mentor on the text ready to go. Yes. Let that mentor know that you're going to a party and that you're going to text them. Very good. You know, all, all, with all these little steps that led up to me being shiny and new with the girlfriend and, and I took a shower and I'm not drunk, where three years ago I was drunk all of December and part of January. Oh, yeah. You know, so to understand that, it, it's kind of the same way. It's like Peter knew the minute he began to not rely on God and the God things that he was doing and his, his sight was on God because the, the, the scriptures talk about this. And and like I said, we use these as mystical stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether this happened or not, doesn't matter. It's great to the apply parts, to daily yeah. life. It's, it's great. Yeah. The, each of these stories are beautiful that way as we would Plato's cave or anything else. Yes. So when we look at this, his eye was on Jesus the minute he began to look at the circumstances that were around him, because it said there was a storm, mm-hmm. and oh, the boat is like going back and forth, and and all the other disciples are on the boat and they're scared to death, you know. And then, you know, and then, oh look, look at this. I'm in. This water's really deep. 
Who knows if there are sharks in here or not? You know what I mean? So it's like the moment I began to allow myself to experience fear. Yes. And then I and then I have all these check marks that I've done successfully. But I've also have check marks on another list of things that I can do to go back to my old self. And those check marks on the old self, the ego will flip that and use those. Like you said, I've never had an eggnog. And this is this is that level, hopefully I'm making sense to people. The good you, the 2.0 you, the great list, the sober you, the addict you, th- both of them have lists of things that you do to get to that level. Yeah. How that happens is compromise, where you begin to cut deals in your head. Very good. When you take your eyes off of Jesus, then you begin to sink. So, wh- what what do you th- think? What are you thinking of, Dwayne? When you when you hear that, like I'm going to cut a deal with myself, I'm going to make a compromise, and I, I'm going to I'm going to be okay this time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the best at buying my own bullshit. We <laughs> said my, my my mind is a two part factory. <laughs> One part produces the bullshit, the other part buys it. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. And, and that's that's an alcoholic and active addiction always. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to convince myself in my unconscious, egoic mind frame. This is a good idea. This time, this time will be different. That is the greatest lie of addiction. This time, it will be different. I exper- I, I conducted that experiment thousands and thousands of times. <laughs> And it was never different. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. So it's important to remember heading into holiday season that I am insane. Yeah, I do the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different result. result. I do this all all the time. I was famous for ruining Christmas. I ruined four consecutive Christmases because I was drunk. I was high. I was not present. I was violent. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't know if I was alive or dead. I'm not calling. I'm not answering. Four years in a row. It took another four years of opposite behavior to start to rebuild some trust with my family. I can imagine, yeah. It took another four years for them to slightly... You're like the drunk Grinch. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still in a tree, too. They kind of stopped watching me after the fourth year. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? Okay, get ready, get ready. Something's coming. They kind of stop watching me after the fourth year. And so it takes time, this trust, this new way of life. Uh, don't expect your family members to think you're different all of a sudden. You're not. You're not that different. Mm. T- our feet, our, our actions will show them much more than our words. So calling your bullshit out. Yes, yes. Call the bullshit out. That's and not that's real. And that's the first how-to step. That's not real. That's that's well, a crazy thinking, thought. Yeah, it's a cr- that's a good one. That's a crazy thought. That's an insane thought. Yeah. The first lie of alcoholism of any addiction is this time it will be different. Yes. That's a crazy thought. So spotting the thought mm. is step one. I'm right. gonna spot the thought. Nope. Nope. That's a crazy thought. Nope. I practice absolute abstinence. Sorry. Nope. I love so that. So just detaching from the thought very quickly. Mm. I even like to lighten my tone of voice. Nope. That's not real. Oh. That's not real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a little funny. That's a funny thought. Isn't that a funny thought? This time I'll actually enjoy some eggnog. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's stupid. Give yeah. me the fucking fifth. Yeah. I'll drink the whole fifth. That's right. what I want to do. I don't want to enjoy eggnog. So I need to be honest with what I, my real intention is. Mm, that makes so no sense. My yeah. real intention is to check out why am I living a life 
that needs to be checked out of? That's a deeper question. Yeah. That's a better question. That's to a ask better myself. and deeper. Yes. Why do I feel like I need to revert back to 1.0? Yeah. That what am be... I not doing? Am I not taking care of fucking business? Is my house not in order? Is my job falling apart? I think it's just a ULP. It's falling apart. Yeah. I sure. think a lot of times it's just, I can't hand, I'm the, uh, I need it to be, I need the thermostat to be at 73 degrees all the time. I can't handle if it gets too hot or too cold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 73 for me is me being an alcoholic, you know, and being comfortable, comfortable where it's, you know, it's that lousy day kind of mm -hmm. just blah, you know, and that's where Jesus had said that in revelations, you know, after they'd be hot or cold, spew you out of your mouth. Yeah. I don't like that meteorocracy because that's where the compromise happens. I think if you, there's work to be done before you go, to your family's house. Absolutely. Yeah. And, absolutely. and you, and you have to already know, of course, I'm not going to my friend's house. If you're starting to compromise there already, if you're saying yes to a party that, you know, you should say no to, you need to hop back on your text and say, no, very good. That's you, you're already, point. you're already compromised before you even got anywhere. Yeah. That's a great, you're already point. fucking yourself. You want to get it at like a five before it gets to a 10. Very good. So let's eliminate all the fives. <laughs> How can we have a safe Christmas? What does that look like? Yeah, fantastic. We're talking about a winning strategy here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to places I don't belong. And, and what part of you thinks that if you cannot handle people drinking around you, what part of you thinks that you need to be there? You should tell your family, say, hey, Sorry. I want you guys to have a, a fun time. I'm not going to be here. Uh, the next Christmas day after Christmas or Christmas day or whatever, I'll show up and save some food for me and we'll have a plate um, with no, no alcohol. Yeah. What part of you, it, that's fine. That's totally, you set a boundary. That's totally. You're awesome. not missing out on anything because the potential of you relapsing is far greater than you missing out on a fucking one day of whatever. Correct. Party. Correct. You know what I mean? If someone is in a position to lay that kind of boundary down and uphold it. Yes. Our hats off to him. Fucking oh, do it. Yeah. That's that's a, that would be a that's huge a step. One, yeah. That would be huge. However, I don't want to enter the holiday season saying, "My family, you need to be different." Yeah, you don't want to do that. In order for me, yes, to be around. I want everyone Since you to You guys change. are partying so yeah. hard, and now I'm on the righteous path. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. So it's a delicate situation. We don't want to cause harm. In regards to trying to protect ourselves, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. I compromise your entire lifestyle right. because I don't feel safe. We need to take responsibility for how we're feeling. Yeah, and, and, we, and we give the family. We can communicate that in a loving way, or we can do our due diligence, and we can be prepared. Yes, to enter this environment mm -hmm. that I know I used to party in. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm my family taught me how to party. So I know what I'm going into. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there are awesome, really powerful, practical tools and steps that every individual can take during this holiday season, during this lapping season, separation season to help us get prepared for these environments. One of them, just like you said already, Jay, um, one of them is have someone to communicate with. Yes. So have a mentor, have a coach, have a best bud, uh, 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 an accountability partner, mm -hmm. someone that's going to hold you accountable. Hey, I'm heading over to my grandma's house. 
I'm going to get there at five. I'm going to text you when I leave. If you don't hear from me by 10 p.m., something's wrong. Or if I'm Jones and I'm going to text you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into a, I'm going to go into a, an extra bedroom or something, and I'm going to text you or I'll call or call you or whatever. And because I'm jonesing because I'm sitting here watching everybody drink but me. Boom, baby. That's exactly how you do it. Have a list of three people I can call or mm-hmm. text when when I start to feel a little off. Another nice plan ahead of time, obviously, is pray. Mm-hmm. Open the door for God to enter mm-hmm. that situation first. I'm not the thing keeping me sober. Mm-hmm. If it was up to me, Dwayne would be drunk 24-7. And it, thank God it's not up to me. Thank God I got in touch with higher with, with the shoes of my with, of inner yes, being, with yeah, my yeah. higher self, not the egoic get whatever I want all the time self. Yeah, you have to have to realize that the mind is fucking you. Mm. Like like a panic attack. Yes, yes, like, yes. And yes. I've had lots of those before and all that stuff. It's like, what is happening around me? Am I safe? Yes. Is anybody threatening me? No. Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for me to feel this way. I love it. It's the same way. I have external people that are feet away from me drinking. Why do I feel like I need a drink? It has nothing to it do has, with me. It's like a panic attack. It has That emotion that you're feeling is just an imprint of the old you that's arising. It's just an emotion. There's no power in the emotion unless you allow it to overcome you. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, teachings for this, Jason is, um, although the body is intelligent, I'm a decorated champion bodybuilder, right? My body is extremely intelligent, knows what to do. Although the body is intelligent, it cannot tell the difference between a thought and reality. Mm-hmm. The Eckhart Tolle version, the, the, um, the ancient saying, he got this from, from the, I think it was the Tao, I don't know. But the ancient saying is, um, the tiger's not in the room. Yeah. Why am I responding? Why am I having a physical, energetic response mm-hmm. like there's a tiger in the room? Like there's a predator in here and I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So getting my mind right Although the body is intelligent, it cannot tell the difference between thought and reality. Getting my mind right before entering these situations is paramount. Invite God in. Do the appropriate journaling. Do the appropriate prayer. Do the appropriate reality check. Is that real? What's, what's my motive for being here? My motive is to be of service to my family. Mm-hmm. It's to show them with my actions that I am no longer causing harm. Mm-hmm. That's a great motive to show up That's to Christmas great, yeah. with. I'm going to show, show up. That's gonna, a present in yes, and of itself. Yes, exactly. I'm going to be present with my family. Mm. That's a fucking gift. Yes. Give that gift to your family this holiday season instead of the Grinch terrorizing everyone like yeah. a tornado. That's what I did. I did that consistently. So you got to be prepared mentally heading into that situation first. You don't show up willy-nilly. Being of service, that's really important. Being the Grinch terrorizing makes it all about you. Correct. So the holiday becomes all about you. Being of service to others and making it, that's that hard narcissistic flip mm. that, that addicts have, you know, because in my addiction, everything is about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not about the addiction. The addiction is just the, um, the fuel, the rocket fuel for my narcissism. Yeah. But it's really, the real problem is I turn around and make every single thing about me. 
Mm-hmm. I am the center of attention. There is no God but me. Everyone should worship me. Yep. And e- even and in my addiction, whatever addiction that is, I can become what I think that I feel like my hurt. Because a lot of it, like like hurt people hurt people. Yes. So if you're hurting inside, the alcohol numbs that, but it causes the hurt to come out. The drugs numb it, but it causes the hurt to come out. And so all you're doing is just running around. You know, it's kind of the story of, um, you know, like Zeus. He was like the god. Oh, yeah. Like like he's the man. Yeah, the god. But then he would get pissed off. He would get jealous. He, he would mistreat women. Like all these things. He kind of was like this narcissistic. He would be like, this guy's after me. This guy's better than me. Mm. You know, it's kind of that. So he would destroy this god burned down pretty evil you know if you look at him as like and there's a funny what's that funny marvel movie where it has russell crowe as zeus i forgot which one it is or whatever but russell crowe zeus it's really funny and he's kind of that way he's like like what's going on here like who's like there's always when you're at the top there's always this paranoia that comes around you like someone's gonna take me out Mm -hmm. so in your hurt in your addiction there's always this paranoia of I need to get this. I need to get, I need to steal this. I need to take this. I'm going to take this bottle. I'm going to take these drugs. I'm going to take, 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 because everybody's out to fucking, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's, that's just your ego fucking hyped up, you know, on Red Bulls, you know, yeah, <laughs> three of them, <laughs> three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but I mean, it, that's just that's the ego at its worst. That's yeah. the ego being Zeus, super selfish. Yeah. And then, if I'm in my unconscious, if I'm in my addiction, I cannot be present enough to say, "How can I make this all about me?" But my bit destructive alcoholic ba- yeah. behavior mm-hmm. makes it all about me. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on with that Zeus-like egoic selfishness Mm -hmm. how do i make this all about me yeah so i'm gonna fuck up all kinds of shit so wonderful perspective heading into christmas or heading into any holiday now is how can i make this about them Mm. how can i make this a wonderful experience for my family and then you know god there's just countless ways to manifest that what if i go out there and through the trash yeah, Do you know how grateful my grandmother yeah, would be if yeah, I threw yeah. her trash? She's 87 years old. She, are you kidding me? Go to Christmas and throw the trash. Do you know how long my aunts and uncles cooked so that mm-hmm. we can have a feast and, and dine together? Go wash the dishes. Or, you Go know what? be of service. There's, there's, some, there's a group of humans that aren't drinking, and those are called little kids. Little kids. Go <laughs> hang out with the Go kids. babysit. I did that. Tons of years, bro. I did that for years. And years. <laughs> Eat your candy. Out with get a babysit. Because I know I'm, I'm safe over here. Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna hand me a drink mistakenly. Yeah. And eventually, a little bit, you'll get to where it's like super fun. You're watching them have fun. They're opening presents. Mm-hmm. You're getting to know part of your family that you don't know because your addiction. Yes. Oh, yes. And now you get to see a whole different part, and you can fall in love with these kids, and because they're family, you know. So that's a great. I think that's a great idea. You know, go play with the kids. Go Fuck have yeah. fun. Babysit. Be a part so that the adults can go have fun. The potential that is here with this idea of service is endless. Mm-hmm. Can, when's the last time you got a card yeah. for every one of your family members? Did you know a packet of 24, uh, 
Christmas cards at the family dollar. It's like three, four bucks. Mm-hmm. Write something nice for each person. What's the last time you did something like that for every one of your family members? Go give a gift when you're there. Can I contribute to Christmas? What can I bring to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's such a wild idea. God, help me be of service. God, make me useful. God, put me where you want me to be and see how Christmas unfolds. I'm not there to get what I want. Yeah, that's the I'm big... There to, to me, that's service. the problem. Absolutely. It, it is like, oh, everybody else is drinking and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not having fun. They're all having fun. Yeah. That's that narcissistic fucking little devil mm-hmm. on the shoulder, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, to me, it's all about me, 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 and what I want. And if I can't get what I want, then fuck everybody. Right. Because you really, when you start your addiction, you're basically telling everybody to fuck off. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you get violent and all those oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. That's that's what the drinking enabled, mm-hmm. is for that person to come out. And I know that that person's a monster, and I don't want him to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what's necessary to keep him at bay. It's like Incredible Hulk. Absolutely. Dr. Yeah. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. That's that's it's it was written by an alcoholic <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> for a yeah. reason. So um, another nice tool during the holidays is just to take whatever appropriate action to empower yourself. Am I empowered when my buddy who likes to smoke weed drives me to the family engagement that I don't feel very comfortable at? No, I surrender all power. Always show up in your own fucking vehicle mm-hmm. and be prepared and know it's perfectly fine to leave. Mm-hmm. Guys, I apologize. I love all of you. I'm feeling a little squirrely, so I'm, this is my exit. I'm just going to go. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That Everybody of, would respect that. That type of action is commendable. That type of action demands respect. You know what's funny about that, though, is it goes back to this. It's like... Then the self-pity comes in because you're driving. I'm like, I'm all alone and they're having fun. And Yes, but me all alone is better than me dead in a ditch. Yeah, 100%. Let's just yeah. be honest. Again, mm-hmm. where do I take this? Mm-hmm. I take it all the way down to the bottom. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to drink until I die. I'm going to partake in this addiction until it kills me. So the goal is to honor the window of grace I've been granted with this sobriety. I don't want to start afresh. Mm-hmm. Every holiday season. Yeah, some things I do, and I think this is really important, is to reward yourself and make a prize for yourself. I love it, yeah. If you do something good and, and make it significant. Mm-hmm. Tell your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, hey, if I if I do this, I want to have some wild sex afterwards. Fantastic. You know, and then like don't have sex for like three, four, five days. Build it up. Don't masturbate. Don't do any of that stuff. And then like, and then be like, if I pass this test, baby, you know, we're on. And she's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then she can have a couple of drinks or whatever, you know, and then you're on. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the prize at the end. Or you can be like, I'm going to buy myself this, you know, and I've saved this money or whatever, mm-hmm. but I have to pass the holidays. And if I can pass the holidays, then I'll buy myself this. You Brilliant. Know? So there's a lot of positive things that you can do to make yourself, you know, it's like, it's like gorging and eating, you know, with food thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'll allow that day, but that's it. Like for me, the next day it's I'm back on. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can't I can't eat leftovers. Because if I eat leftovers, I'm I'll just do another day of gorging. Correct. Yeah. 
the then hardest, another day, and then the hardest, another day. Yep. I can do. I can gorge all week. That's the hardest part about a treat meal, is the recommitment yeah. immediately after. But that's what changes my body. That's what makes me 100%, disciplined. Yes, I want to be the disciplined individual at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I want to be the di- disciplined individual with my family. I want to be the sterling example. What ends up happening is they start looking at me to lead. Yes. Enough time goes by, enough appropriate action goes by. I have built, I have rebuilt the trust that I once destroyed. And in reality, I'm more disciplined than all of them combined. Mm -hmm. They would never say that out loud, but that's definitely the energy of the room. Yes. Why are they asking me to lead prayer Mm -hmm. before Thanksgiving dinner? Why are they asking me to be the person to say words at the funeral? Energetically, they know. Well, Dwayne's on that path. He's he done the lead, work. He can lead that way. The work always shows. Yes, yes. Like at the gym, it shows. So we, yeah, yeah. When someone's in shape, if, it if automatically, I mean, you automatically know, know. You know when somebody's off on cardio, diet, or weights, mm-hmm. which one they're off on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see it. Like it's pretty simple. You know, like I was telling you earlier, it's like that 300-calorie cereal at night. Right, and you don't count that as your calories. You're fucked. It's adding up because that's an extra three hundred seven days a week. Next thing you know, what did you just do? Twenty four hundred of calories. That's a day of calories you did in a week. Correct. Off of one bowl of cereal every night. So you're eating eight days uh, worth yeah, of food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're eating eight. Day- well, no wonder you didn't lose weight. Yep. You know, these, that's what I had to come to the conclusion of. Yeah. Oh, you know, having you know three things of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it may sound be good for you, yeah, that's still calories. So, you know, at the end of the day, and I think this is really, really important, what you said is how do I get to the point to where not only am I disciplined, but I'm disciplined where I know that I can be a leader. Yeah. And that's fucking that that that's a that's a high aim. That's five point oh. But that's you after 13 years. Correct, correct. You don't have that. I did not have that the first Christmas sober. I didn't have that the fifth Christmas sober. Yeah. But over time, consciousness development, the spiritual development that takes place, Mm -hmm. I think that that's organic. I think it's a natural part of it. I think that we're going to set ourselves apart living this type of lifestyle. That's why the road less traveled mm-hmm. is less traveled. It's like they're not they're not going where I'm going. Well, and a lot of that's people, okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that their addiction is actually the the catalyst to their spiritual path. Correct. Because most people, most of my family or your family, when we go to these parties, don't go to a meeting every week. No. And talk about spiritual things. No, no. Addicts do. Yeah, we have a design for living. Mm-hmm. We actually have something that plugs us into spirituality intentionally. Most everyone else is just stumbling through the world hoping they, they, they are right, but really it's everyone else's fault that I'm not feeling good. Yeah, and it's like you go to church. It's so funny. I'll, I'll, I'll go to church. Even people will purposely set aside one hour a week, which nothing you do one hour a week is going to help you, period. You got to go to the gym more than one hour a week. Yeah. So if you, go, if you went to church and you listened to the message and it was positive and good for you and you wrote stuff down and you found out where it's at – the Bible or in the Quran, wherever, whatever your church you go to, mm-hmm. and you're going through Book of Mormon, who cares? And you're going through and you're looking at it all. Um, and then you take it home and every day you study it, 
then you'll get something out of it. Yeah. But what most people do is I like the music. Music's cool. Had a great concert. Felt Jesus. My eyes were watering. You know, I cried. And then I kind of listened to the guy. I couldn't tell you what he said, but I did my religion for the week. Yep. Check. Yeah, check. Where a meeting is being interactive. I mean, you have different people that are sitting around. It's on purpose mm -hmm. where people are sharing. I mean, whatever you know, modality you do, you go to whatever meeting it's all, they're pretty much all designed the same. Correct. Yeah. A lot of, uh, yes, absolutely. However, I think that in my unconsciousness in my unwillingness or in my resting on my laurels, resting on my successes, I can just as easily be the unconscious check mark in the rooms of recovery. Yeah, as oh, I yeah. could in, in a church. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So like it, I'm, 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 punching yeah, I'm in. just, I'm just, did it, went to the meeting, and I didn't hear what anybody said. I was waiting to speak so that they know how pretty I sound. Mm -hmm. And don't you know I'm the poster boy here in this meeting and later. So, again, what's my motive for being there? Is my motive for being there to get something, is, or is my motive for being there to be of service to others? Mm -hmm. And if I, maybe being of service to others just means setting up the chairs, Maybe it means making the coffee. Maybe it means um, cleaning up after the fact. Maybe I didn't even get to speak. But I know in those ways I made the meeting possible. Mm -hmm. And that can also be practiced in any religion as well. Mm -hmm. Can I show up and be of service? And maybe me being there attentively listening is the service. Just offering my presence to the, to the, to the sermon, offering my presence to the word. That's enough. That's enough. And I think it's it's having that conversation with God and saying, share with me, like I'll say a lot of times, you know, in this conversation I'm fixing to have, let me see the learning lesson in it mm. for myself. You know, let, let, I need to know this learning lesson. So yes. I'm having this business meeting. I'm having this conversation with you, you know, or, or whatever it may be. We're doing this podcast. I'm, I'm listening to a sermon. I need to learn from it. I want to learn from every single conversation that I have every single day. Yeah. So what can I learn from it? What can I pick up? And it's just a matter of, you, even if you learn something, like let's say you talk to an alcoholic uncle and he's still an alcoholic and he's drinking and being stupid. You don't have to join him. You can learn from him. You could be like, well, that's me 1.0. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's my future. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. you may think it's negative, but it's not because you're learning something. So, you know, if you come with service and a willingness to learn, you will always be successful. Yes. So if you come to a meeting and yeah, you may want to talk, you may want to think, but somebody will, every single person, every human has higher self inside of them. And that higher self will teach us a lesson. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like there's not a time where words don't go void. Correct. They're I, like our thoughts. I think know? this is one of the reasons you and I resonate so well, Jay. And we, 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 we click and we can be brothers mm -hmm. on the same path is because of because of what you just said. That's just so We're always powerful. learning from each other. Yeah. And and I'm not really interested in partaking in things that I don't learn from. Yeah. I I want to fill my time with stuff that's gonna mm -hmm. make me better. hundred percent. It's gonna help me grow. Yeah. And that's why that's why we resonate. That's why anyone listening to this podcast resonates. I'm not here mm -mm. for the mundane, complacent, this is good enough. I'm okay. Yeah, I remember. I want to be progressing. I remember in COVID, I had this time um, where I had bought a new Xbox finally, you mm. know? and I had bought one before. And there was like sentimental value because when I was homeless, 
that was a right. Big, that, that was that your was goal. A, that was one of my goals was, was to have an big Xbox. goal. Yes, it was, like, and it was silly, but at the time of being totally unconscious, fuck that, that was like, silly. Got you off the streets. It wasn't yeah, that fucking yeah. silly. Yeah, so I was like a big TV, which would be like just a flat screen TV, just a regular one, like a two hundred dollar one, and an Xbox. So then I was reminiscing during COVID. I was reminiscing about getting an Xbox. It's like, well, this is everything's slow. I bought it. I ended up making money off of it because I didn't realize that they went like scarce, of course. So I had bought it like right when COVID hit. So they were cheap. And then I doubled my money because I sold it within a couple of weeks because I was like, I can't do this. And this is so beautiful. What you said, there is nothing of me learning playing this video game. No, it does absolutely nothing for my life. It doesn't make me money. Nope. At all. Like I'm not a professional gamer. Never will be. I'm not that talented. And it's delusional to think that I'll be in the top 1% where I could actually make money twitching, you know, whatever that is, you know, <laughs> making money off that. No one wants to watch me play. I suck. Number two, I was using it to kind of have fun. Like, but there was no, there was no part of it that, yeah, it may have been fun, but there was no part of it that would give to my success. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. I'm not in my addiction. I mean, it could turn into an addiction, but right. I'm not in my addiction. Um, but it wasn't allowing me to be successful. Good. So if I'm out on, and, and you need to take that list and look like what things in your life right now will fuck you up. Yeah. Or they may be good, but they're not great. Very good. Yes. Yes. Because the, what I found is when I get into the good, that's when I'm susceptible to depression. That's where I'm susceptible. If I'm just playing a video game all day long or watching Netflix all day long, I don't feel very good about myself. Mm -mm. Just laying on the couch, just relaxing. And every once in a while, those are good days to have rest days. But for the most time, I want to look at my day and feel like I did something. Yeah. A sense of accomplishment. I get so mad at myself. Yeah. Scrolling on the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, how long is it been? Yeah, it's been same. 45 minutes. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, my I legs are numb on the toilet. My, my, <laughs> my shoulders are numb. My hands yeah. are numb. My legs get numb. I'm sitting on the toilet on Instagram. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Wasted, I wasted 45 minutes yeah. on the couch. For no reason. Yeah. And... That same idea of wanting to improve, that same um, approach to life of, oh, constantly growing, constantly improving, that's what we're bringing into Christmas. That's what we're bringing into the holiday season. Yeah. I'm not showing up the same broken, battered Dwayne that the family was used to seeing. I'm improving. Watch me do it. <laughs> and be the best example you can. Go be of service with your family. Go, Go... Honor the connection of what it is to be a part of. Actually, I get to be a part of the holidays this year because I'm not ruining it. <laughs> I'm not burning it to the ground and everyone's in it, it terrified because Dwayne showed up. It's like, no, I get to be a part of it. I love it.